We're talking with Eric Smith, who's a spokesman for the Internal Revenue Service. And Eric, well, it's that time. We're down to April, and that means last-minute tax filing is going on. And we're talking today about some tips you can give people for the last-minute tax filers. First of all, let's talk about why April 18th is the tax deadline day this year. Well, the reason why it's the April 18th is that the 15th, first of all, is on a Saturday. So it always drops back when a deadline falls on a weekend. It always drops back to the next business day. But in this case, the next business day, Monday, uh, is actually a holiday in the District of Columbia. And under federal law, and this has been true for many decades, if there's a holiday in the District of Columbia, it's treated as if it's a Nashville holiday for just, just for purposes of the tax payment and tax filing deadline. So that's a holiday in D.C., and that's recognized on Monday the 17th for Emancipation Day. So that brings it to Tuesday the 18th. Okay, so now as people are filing, if they haven't filed yet, what does IRS suggest as the best way to file? Well, the best way you can file is to do so electronically. And electronic filing has really grown in popularity, both in terms of people who do their own return, as well as those who go to a professional preparer. And so now we're up to maybe 92%, well over 9 out of 10 taxpayers file their returns that way. Of the remaining 7 or 8%, yeah, there's some that do it the old-fashioned way with a uh, pencil or pen or, or paper, but actually about 40% of them use a computer program and they hit the print button, put the uh, result in an envelope and mail it to the IRS, when most of the time they actually have the option of filing it electronically. So certainly if you're in that category, if you're already using a program, we would really encourage you to take the next step and file it electronically. And particularly if you're getting a refund, you're going to get a lot more quickly. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, let's say somebody doesn't want, they're still old school, they don't want to file electronically, they still believe in sending it through U.S. Postal Mail. What is the postmark date that they would have to have their return postmark by in order for it to not be considered late by the Internal Revenue Service? If you're sending it in on paper, make sure that it's mailed and postmarked by midnight on Tuesday the 18th. And so it's a good idea, particularly if you're on the last day. It's probably better not to do it the last day, but if it happens to be that it is, just make sure you're putting it in the box before the pickup time listed for that mailbox. And I will say this. If you are getting a refund, the deadline is still the 18th, but if you happen to miss the deadline, you'll still get the refund in full. Okay, that's good to know. So we do have these folks that are going to be preparing their returns, and they're not going to go to an accountant or one of the tax preparing services that everybody's familiar with, and they're going to do it themselves. But as we all know, sometimes the tax laws can be complicated. Where can someone go if they're going to do it themselves and aren't real familiar with the tax laws, and where can they get help and find out the information they need to fill out their return correctly so they don't get an audit? Well, the best the best place to start is irs.gov. We have a website with a lot of information. It does have answers to some common questions. We have uh, something what we call an interactive tax assistant. 
where you can put in some information and, and put a hypothetical situation and there are a number of topics that it covers and if you kind of follow kind of a flow chart of questions it'll direct you on a path and it'll give you an answer to that hypothetical situation now that won't necessarily cover every situation but it could cover certainly some common situations doing your return yourself if you can use software it does help simplify the process there is an online system that you can use if your income is $73,000 or less, you can actually qualify to use free online software. And the way you do that is to go to irs.gov and right on the front page, we have a link for what's called free file. And through that link, you can gain access to one of several online software providers and they have products that they'll offer you and will enable you to prepare your return and file it for free. If you're comfortable with forms, you can download IRS forms, print them out, and fill them out by hand. Or through FreeFile, you can use what's called IRS FreeFile fillable forms. And it's kind of the electronic version of the forms where you're actually filling in information on an electronic form. And then when you're done in the process, you do actually electronically send it to the IRS. So there are a number of options available. We have a phone service, too. And in the past, it's been quite busy. It still often gets quite busy. But it is an option. If you need help, you can give us a call at 800-829-1040. We've been able to hire more people this year, and as a result, that line is working a lot better than it's been the last few years. And so that could be a worthwhile option for a lot of folks. Another option, you want to check in your local community because this is going to vary, but there are a number of volunteer groups who provide free tax assistance, again, usually for people with basic returns. And we have a listing on our website of these free services that are available. They're under a couple of programs. One is known as VITA for Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. The other is Tax Counseling for the Elderly. And we have our primary partner for that program is AARP. So through those programs, uh, you can actually go to somebody in your community who will help you with doing your return. Now, as we get close to the deadline, some of those locations, though, start to close down. So what is available is going to be less and less as time goes along. But if you want to see what is available, we do have an interactive assistant on the volunteer tax help, the VITA TCE portion of the IRS website. And you can put in information about yourself, your zip code, that kind of thing, and it'll help direct you to a location near you. Okay, perfect. So let's say somebody, you know, life circumstances or whatever is not allowed them to file and they can't get a return filed by the April 18th deadline. How would one go about filing for an extension so they can, can finish their returns and get them up and get them to the IRS? Well, the good news is extensions are a routine piece of business at the IRS. We get a lot of extensions every year. About one in 10 taxpayers request an extension. And so if you need more time, the key thing is it's more time to file, not of time to pay. And the old-fashioned way is to download a form, 4868. You fill that out and you send it in on paper. There's some very good electronic options that are available now, and we encourage you to use those. One way to do that is through the free file link on irs.gov. 
Anybody, regardless of income, can use that link to request an extension. Another option, again available only through irs.gov, is to make a payment and indicate that it's for an extension, and it's through a system we call IRS Direct Pay. If you go in on that system, you can make a direct payment from your savings or checking account, and if you designate that as an extension, it will automatically give you the additional six months to file. So then you'll have until October the 16th. Normally, it would be October the 15th, but that's a Sunday, so that would be the next day, Monday the 16th of October. There are a couple of other options that are available, electronic options, and you can check those options out by going to irs.gov slash extensions. But the two I mentioned are really the easiest, quickest. They're both available through irs.gov. So try one of those. If you prefer another option, check out irs.gov slash extensions. Okay, Eric, and then someone went through and did their return or had her prepared to do their return, and it turns out that they owe the IRS money because they didn't pay enough tax this year. How does one go about doing that? And then also, does someone have to pay the entire amount they owe right away, or is the IRS open to a payment plan? Well, we are open to a payment plan, but if you can send the full amount, because anything that comes in after April 18th, there is a late payment penalty and there's interest. But the thing is, if you filed a return on time, you've gotten yourself out of the really key penalty, and that's for filing late, and that's equal to 5% of the amount you owe each month. So that mounts up very quickly. You can avoid that by filing a return on time and paying as much as you can with the return, and then you can request a payment agreement. It's actually quite easy to do. Again, the easiest way to do that is online at irs.gov slash payments. Most people qualify for a payment agreement. It's actually a pretty routine piece of business. We recognize that anybody can get in a scrape from time to time. So that's why we make it easy for you to set up a payment agreement. Most of the time, if you owe as much as $50,000 and can pay that off in six years, you can, in most cases, set up that agreement online. And most people, their debt or their obligation is actually much smaller than that. So I think most people would be quite surprised to see how easy it is to qualify. Anything, again, coming in after the deadline, there'll be interest interest rate, it's recalculated every quarter because there's a formula for calculating that, and it's based on the interest rates that are currently in effect, essentially. And then the late payment penalty is half a percent per month. But if you have a payment agreement in place, that penalty, it actually gets cut in half and only accumulates a quarter of a percent per month. So that's an added incentive to get a payment agreement set up so that you have a formal way of getting that debt taken care of with the IRS. So someone is now getting a refund. And when can they expect to get their refund back at this late date on filing if they file electronically and then if they file through postal mail? Most people get their refund in about three weeks. So nine out of 10 people get their refund issued to them within 21 days. And the fastest way to get that and the most likely chances of achieving that time frame is to file electronically and also direct deposit for your refund. Well over 80, maybe 80 to 90 percent 
of people who request a refund now do request direct deposit. And that's a good thing because it saves several more days off the time frame. There's the additional time for us printing, or actually the Treasury Department printing the check and mailing it to you, and then the mailing time for it to come to you. All that can be several days, sometimes a week or more. And so if you can slice that off, most people want their money sooner, and we want to get their money to them. So help yourself by filing electronically and choosing direct deposit for your refund. You know, the good news is once you file, it's easy to track your refund. We have a couple of ways to do that. One is online by going to irs.gov slash refund and follow the prompts at that point. Basically, at that point, you're entering your Social Security number, your filing status, and the amount of the refund that you're expecting or that you uh, filed for. And you can track its status by doing that online. If you'd rather give us a call, we have a phone number that gives you the same information. It's 800-829-1954, 800-829-1954. Again, it's the same drill, Social Security number, filing status, refund amount. If you have all that information, it'll give you the status. And usually a few days before the payment is issued to you, it'll have that status information available. And you'll know the date that it's going out to you or that it's likely to go into your bank account or that you can start looking for it at your bank. Okay. And then finally, Eric, are there any other tips you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap up this interview today? Well, the best thing you can do is file electronically, file on time. If you need more time, it's easy to get it. If you're stuck owing money and it's a surprise to you, the good news is that you can, most of the time, set up an agreement with the IRS to take care of that debt. It's not hard to do. The other thing is if you have a surprise tax bill, you may want to see about not having a surprise again. You know, a lot of times surprises are fun, but a, a surprise bill is never any fun. And you can usually avoid being in that situation by adjusting your withholding with your employer. And we have a calculator on our website that can help you get your withholding right. We call it the tax withholding estimator. So if you go into that system, and particularly if you have a pay stub or other information about your return, about your employer, about your withholding, that kind of thing, you can use that estimator to adjust your withholding, have more withheld if that's what you need, or make other changes that will make sure that you don't find yourself in that situation again. The flip side is also true. You may find you have a much larger refund than you really want, and maybe you'd really rather have the money during the year. You can use that tax withholding estimator to, again, calibrate your uh, withholding so that you maybe are getting a smaller refund and have bigger paychecks during the year. So check that out also on irs.gov.